0: Hey, I'm Amanda Vernon.
1: And I'm Father Matt Face, and welcome to We Should Pray.
0: The podcast in which we discover how prayer transforms tragedy into comedy.
1: This week, uh, this episode, we talk about how we're called to love.
0: Mm -hmm. We talk about holding things in tension, but there actually is no tension at all in this episode.
1: No, there's, there's a lot of tension.
0: Skip to the end. No, just actually listen. <laughs> listen.
1: Please listen. <gasps> Here we go.
0: Comedy, tragedy, vanity, vanities.
1: We should pray.
0: We should pray. How? How what? That's the title of our (laughs) talk today. How? Just how? No, it's How Am I Called to Love? Uh, Like, specifically. There you go. Remember how our previous episode was about Who Am I Called to Love? Like, specifically?
1: Yes, I remember that.
0: And this one is technically just How Am I Called to Love?
1: Like, specifically. No, without that part. Okay. okay. But
0: I mean, that's implied.
1: (laughs) All right. There we go. I like that. Because we're
0: building one episode to the other
1: building on each other that sounds mm-hmm. like a good plan
0: so okay the last episode though we kind of left it hanging
1: it was just kind of like a dangling participle yeah. yeah
0: and so i thought we could talk about that a little bit to start out just so that like we are on the same page and david also had questions so possibly our listeners viewers hi listeners and viewers might have questions too
1: i've I think that's a reasonable assumption.
0: Okay, so I closed I closed the last episode by asking you both if you've ever felt like you missed your vocation. Yeah. And you both had the same answer. Yes. <laughs> and then afterwards, David was like like after we were done filming at a different time, David was like, Why did you ask me that? <laughs> and I was like I was going somewhere with it, but then we ended the show. And so, um what I the question <laughs> the question was, was more about like do do you do you ever think, like imagine, like what if I was in a different vocation and both of you were like, Yeah, maybe I could be a hermit. Yeah. Could have been a hermit. A hermit.
1: To be a hermit. A hermit crab. Yeah, we were
2: like, wouldn't that be great?
0: <laughs> and so but I did want to comment on that actually because I think it's hilarious that both of you think of the same thing which is like retreating from society and you say like oh if if maybe if i could have a different calling in life no offense
1: no offense (laughs) 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 yeah but there i mean there definitely is something very appealing to that
0: okay anyway so um what what is funny if we could just step outside this particular situation Mm -hmm. um what's funny about it is that like i think from a distance a lot of people might imagine that like you being a priest Mm -hmm. david being a dad that like you would have like such a such different drastically different life experiences Mm -hmm. and so your answers would be totally different yeah you know so i just think that's kind of kind of funny and also today I was hoping we could uh, talk about like people's sort of perceptions of our vocations and because like that is like how we specifically are called to love everybody in this room is within our
1: vocation through our, through our vocation. That's how we love. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. How we're called to love. And then, so like some of the perceptions of others looking at that or what they've expressed to us about that. And then also like the challenges, just for ourselves internally of like what are the challenges of how we're called to love and then hopefully we can laugh at that eventually.
1: Yeah, it sounds but first the problems. (sighs) Problems with love?
0: Yeah. Um like (laughs) I don't know what your problems like (laughs) um I don't know what your problems are. (laughs) <laughs> okay,
1: no. i hear that a lot actually <laughs> what's your problem oh no is that different
0: okay. no we know when people ask you though about your life and <laughs> they're like they're like oh the sacrifices that you make do you speak to that
1: yeah i get that all the time when people are like like yeah but like what you're giving up it's so like it's so hard it's married, so people beautiful. married people say this to me yeah yeah um and um, it's funny because sometimes it's it's like much older people, but sometimes it's it's younger. I mean, it's it's the whole thing, but it, it seems to be coming from different places,
0: mm-hmm. um, not just one demographic of married people who like are in their honeymoon or something.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Um, yeah, so you know, to get that all the time, like, oh my gosh, like this is so, this is such a sacrifice, and like, yeah, it is. Um, but it also comes with some perks, <laughs> so. But it's funny cuz like that's not what um rare, rarely is that like what people are saying. Yeah. So that's always pretty funny.
0: And also how how many hours have you spent listening to married people? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, so that's that's the best that that I think is is so funny about this whole thing when when married people are like, "Oh my gosh, it's such a sacrifice." Often <laughs> in like in one particular case, I remember very specifically. I was I was um in in like a social setting, but yeah. there's was, there was one um one person really com- complaining about her, her marriage in a, in a good sense right but like talking about the struggles venting and the diff- little, yeah venting a little yeah. bit but um, for like an hour <laughs> and then it's and, a laughter of truth yeah <laughs> and then I not um, imagine that at all I was in the seminary still at this point <laughs> yeah and then like it switched the conversation switched to me and she was like oh like how can you like even <laughs> imagine like like never getting married and I'm like well, marriage isn't always easy, is it? <laughs> and like, ever she she laughed, and, and because we just spent an hour talking about how difficult marriage is.
0: Yeah, touche. Uh, yeah, we could talk about how we're called to love, and the problems of how we're called to love, like in marriage or in celibacy like between David and me and you we could talk about those things for a long time yeah in this episode I'd like to focus specifically on our friendship how, how we're called to love in our friendship and then hopefully that will also speak to to our listeners and viewers and um and have something to say that will have something to say about our respective vocations as well I don't know if we can make that full circle in one one episode, but...
1: And I believe we can. We'll pray. We definitely will.
0: We're praying now. Amen. Because Jesus is
1: here. Absolutely.
0: <sighs> awesome. Okay, so a problem for me with uh, how I'm called to love is that I'm called to love selflessly.
1: Ah. And I don't
0: want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm not naturally selfless goes against my nature what yeah
1: your human nature
0: yeah my human nature yeah you know how like being a priest comes naturally to you um <laughs> nope have you seen that video fishers of men just kidding I know. <laughs>
1: It's like a pump-up video before a game yeah i've definitely seen <laughs> fishers of men
0: i don't know if 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 people are if that's still like in circulation i mean it's on youtube
1: so it's been a, it's been a long while since it's a long form it
0: it's like a long form video so it's not as maybe snappy as like yeah. some of the newer vocational videos but i think like when we were in high school like big,
1: you know, it was big then yeah it was,
0: big, it was a big youtube
1: video <laughs> is that right anyway so it it's went like catholic viral <laughs>
0: yeah which is a big deal let's recognize so then there's uh there's like all of these priests talking about their vocation stories mm-hmm. and i remember just it, it was inspiring to me as well um thinking about my own vocation and and thinking just how like how passionately they were speaking about theirs and they <laughs> and one of the lines that really stood out to me is this this priest was like it's not natural to be a priest it's supernatural Fade to black. So, anyway, I want to focus on the not
1: natural part. <laughs> yeah, because it is tough, right? I mean, selfless love, especially.
0: Yeah, you're, that's like that's something super
1: tough. tough. I mean, even like the, I've I've been giving a number of talks on that, and I'll be like, "So we need to be selfish in our love." I'm like, "No, no, no, wait, self selfless." You accidentally <laughs> <Yeah. be>
2: selfish. <laughs> <laughs> okay which
0: brings me to a point because like my there's something in my heart that's i'm sorry about this by the way there's something in my heart that's like see gotcha i knew you were selfish (laughs) like why like why do i want to prove that you're selfish i don't was right i don't want (laughs) i don't want you to be selfish you know and like I, i don't want that to be the answer and yet there's something in me that's like see and i think it goes back to the garden
1: the garden yeah the Rose Garden? The, no. Oh, the garden. <laughs>
0: like the Garden yeah. of Eden. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. I suspect it does. Concupiscence.
0: Um, yeah. So, yeah. Con- <laughs> Concupiscence. I think before that. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Um. So there's, okay. I don't know about those who are listening, but for me, I feel like when I was growing up, I always heard the story of Adam and Eve and, and Eve sinned first. Mm-hmm. Because she bit the apple that she wasn't supposed to take. And so she gives into the temptation. And like my image of this scene is like the the hand-drawn like little Bible characters from my like children's mm-hmm. book, you know? And like the little green like, is it called a garden snake or a, gar-
1: a garter, g- snake.
0: garter snake? Why yeah. is it a garter snake? I don't know. Is it like guarding something?
1: Um, it's like gart. Gart-er. I think it's gart. Okay.
0: Is that like a... Piece of lingerie.
1: Yeah, maybe that's you. You wear the snake up high on your, on your thigh. <laughs> I I hope not. That's probably not what it is.
0: Uh, okay, so this little snake is like little tiny, little like
2: hello, hey, you, take
0: apple right? And she's like, oh, I guess I will. Like so, like did it's she... called a
2: it's called a garter snake. G a r t e r. But why? I'll have to research that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Thanks. It was quick on the draw, though. Okay. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: man. All right. So this little green okay, the little snake. snake
0: comes up, and then and then Eve, Eve's like, "Oh, sure, I'll eat the apple." And I then she like guess. takes the bite and like ruins her whole life and ruins life for like the rest of yeah. humanity. Oh, I got it.
2: Okay. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt again. Go but for it. Garter snakes are named after clothing garters. Uh, Garters essentially look like stripes. Huh. These snakes have stripes down their back, hence the name. Ah, yeah, well, there you are. <sighs> yeah, I was always calling them, calling them like a garden snake, Gar-
1: gardener snake. Yeah. Okay,
0: but here is th- here is here is the thing. Later, like, I don't know when I was in my late teens or sometime like what, past the little children's Bible story book, right. I heard that like the the term for the snake in the garden when it's translated back, like not in, in English. Was <laughs> it written in Hebrew?
1: Uh, it was, yeah.
0: Like in Hebrew, it was more like monster. Mm. And so mm-hmm. I think it's Scott Hahn, right, David, who talks about this image of...
2: Uh, I heard Jeff Cavins, but okay. maybe Scott too.
0: So of, of, of this image of this monster who could like kill Eve who comes up to her
1: like a big like threatening a big not beast. just
0: this little right yeah but something that's towering and right and so like menacing so that the question like did God really tell you not to eat this and like if you eat it you won't die could be more like a threat like if you
1: I'm gonna kill you yeah unless you, yeah. Right,
0: unless you eat it or if you eat right yeah, there's gonna be consequences if you don't eat it yeah and so okay and so that I guess that that scenario or picturing it that way makes more sense to to me within the story, and 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 then, and then what is, I think, um, even more compelling to me as a woman is the fact that I think it was Christopher West who I first heard ask this question, but he said, "Where was Adam?" Yeah. I remember the first time I heard that question, I was like. <gasps> And there's just something in me that's like innately upset. Like, why? Because it was Adam's job to guard the garden. Like, that's that's what God told him to do, like to protect the garden, to protect mm-hmm. Eve. And he's nowhere to be found. And here's this monster. So who yeah. sinned first? So who sinned first? <laughs> and I'll tell you, like every time I give a, a talk for, for women um, and I talk about this story, when I say where was Adam? Every woman in the room goes, (gasps) (laughs) and there's just this like, I knew it. I knew you, right? Like, what is that? Right. And so I think that there's just, there's that. Can you talk about concupiscence? Like as a word.
1: Yeah. Concupiscence is the, um, is that pull towards sin, Mm -hmm. right? Like there is something in us, broken in us that, that pulls us or, or leads us, right? I mean, um, disposes us to sin, to do things that we know are going to hurt us, that we know are going to hurt others. Mm -hmm. And like, we can rationalize, like, I wouldn't want to do that. Like, I know that, but, but there's still that, that Mm -hmm. temptation, that pull.
0: Yeah. And so that's, I mean, that's what I, I experience, you know, personally, like even like this moment, right? Like, and I can just identify with that story of Eve of like, where where was Adam, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you see like the, the blame and the drawing the other person into that temptation with you and all of Mm -hmm. that, like um,
1: classic sin.
0: Yeah. And, and so I think when we talk about like how, how are we called to love, it's also against a backdrop of our fallen nature.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, And so, yeah, we, we are called to love. And our nature is pulling us In the opposite direction. Yeah, towards selfishness. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is why we have so, to be called to love.
0: But. So, so when it comes to our friendship, um,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> we wrote on the top of the page. Maybe we'll give talks together someday. Because I think that's a section of the book that we were kind of like we were reflecting on as we yes as we yes, page exactly. and talked about this episode. And you said... Oh, it was because we were giving a talk and I quoted you. I'm like doubly quoting you right now. Congratulations. Yeah, this is... Th- there's and we're on giving a talk. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, um, so it's awesome and so meta that we're like, <laughs> we, we're we doing the thing that God is calling us to do and we're talking about we're, it. We're
1: talking about the doing of it. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Okay. So... As far as like challenges to how, in particular, you and I mm-hmm. are called to love each other, uh, like thinking about when I was a teenager for a second, I remember reading like relationship books. My dad's a psychologist. I like study relationships a lot. I studied them then, took like notes. Commun- My dad was psychology and then like communications degree. So
2: you're just and ready for I it. Was re- yeah. I was
0: yeah plus um, I'm the eldest of seven kids, so I was like born just like helping people sort out their problems. Um Ugh. Yeah, and so thank you. You're welcome. Uh are you the youngest or
1: fourth of five. Middle. Best spot.
0: Okay, so um <laughs> I love fourthborns. Don't worry, you guys. They're both fourthborns. <laughs> they're, I'm surrounded. Help me. Eldest, come to my oh. defense. Okay. Uh, where was it going with this? I just got distracted about being the eldest uh, the, child. The
1: uh, relationship advice. From oh, the yeah, that I received. Books. Right, yeah.
0: right. Yeah. So there was this one book in particular that was like about dating, and it was maybe like dating advice for teenage Christians, something ah. like that. And actually, a lot of it was really wise. I remember there was this one section that still rings true to me. Like it said, like in a in a dating relationship if you're giving that other person all of your time, all of your attention, all of your energy, all of your money, like you're sharing all of that Mm -hmm. with them, that's not called dating, it's called marriage. (laughs) And when you break up, it's not just a breakup, it's divorce. And that really really struck me uh, when I was younger, and I still think that that rings true now. Mm -hmm. But there was this one section, which I think was so... um, It was just so... I don't know, I don't want to say black or white. It was just, uh, there wasn't much nuance, let's say. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were saying like, if you're in a friendship with a guy or you like, you know him talking to girls and they're saying, and he's not making a move, then there are two options as far as like what that means, right? Only two
1: options. Two options.
0: One of two, is going to be one of two things. Either one, he's not man enough. Ooh. Or two, he's just not that into you. Right. And so I've, I felt like that. Uh, I really, I like, I just grasped onto that. Mm-hmm. And then, so then I just I just made, a, I just assumed things from there, especially in our friendship. So mm-hmm. later I was like, so it's one or one, two things. So what's going on, you know? Which was, one is yeah, it? Yeah, there was no, there was no question of like, maybe the timing isn't right. Or maybe this is not god's will for you to mm-hmm. progress in a relationship even though maybe the person really likes you or those kind of mm-hmm. things so um but i, I feel like i don't want to like blame the authors on that because don't you think like that, that sort of what is that i'm doing this with my hands like there's this like divide of like just like either or mm-hmm. you know i feel like there's a word for that that is like very, dichotomy yeah dichotomy False,
1: dichotomy. Yeah, yeah, maybe, false dichotomy, yeah. Yeah, That's yeah
0: don't you think that that's like very prevalent in our culture
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, so much so much of the our society right now, it's its one camp or the other. And if you're not in the one, then mm. you must be in the other.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we talked, we've talked we talked about this maybe on previous episodes, too, about how we're called to hold things in tension. Yeah, exactly. And how like we just don't see that in our culture. It's like, just choose one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Get rid of the tension. Just, yeah. just
1: commit to one. And then it can't be the other one. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. it's, it's slowly all in. Right? right.
0: Yeah. I would say now in our friendship, um, I think your your friend you have so many names for him. Um what do other people call him? He's also Father Matt. Father Matt Havdi. Father Matt
1: Havdi. What do you call him? I call him just about everything. Some of them are even nice.
0: But Havdi uh, usually right? Yeah,
1: Havdi. I I often like to mispronounce his name on purpose and call him Hoved. <laughs>
0: He's like, his middle name is, can we say this? Yes, absolutely. His middle name is Earl. Earl. And so then when all three of us are together, sometimes I just call you Eddie and mm-hmm. call him Earl. Yeah. And that's fun. Yeah. Matthew Earl he of Havdi. He accepts Havdy. that yeah. from me, but I don't think he likes Begrudgingly. Oh, he,
1: he very much dislikes that
0: anyway, name. Anyway, so Father Havdi, let's call him.
1: <laughs> Father Earl.
0: <laughs> okay. he's He read our book recently mm-hmm. and he was so kind and, and just gave me a, like a lot of feedback after all of it was actually really positive. So, um, And he said, he was like, you know, we just gotta, as a church, I'm paraphrasing, he's like, we gotta, as a church, show people that there there are options and that there are different ways of being in relationship and in friendship. Like, there's gotta be something between being acquaintances or having sex. And I was like, you got that from our book?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it, and it turns out that's a lot of human life between those two ends right
0: <laughs> we should pray we should pray can we ask for our ladies in
1: always always good let's do that
0: okay you know lead us lead us in
1: absolutely thanks in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen Remember, O most gracious Virgin, that never was it known, that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly to you, Virgin of Virgins, my Mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word Incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear. and and answer me. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
0: Hey, we're filming this on a feast day. We like, are. Like the feast day of the United States, right?
1: Yeah. Immaculate the Conception. It's a great, a uh, great feast.
0: Maybe at the end of our talk here, we could we could talk about like the Immaculate Conception and how like Mary didn't have concupiscence, right?
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Mm. Yeah, it's a nice setup for her. In the meantime. For us as well. Because of her.
0: Yeah. I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My notes here.
1: <laughs> yeah, you should fix that.
0: <laughs> no, not that. My notes are that you need to tell us a story <clears throat> about the first time that you heard about theology of the body. <laughs> I want to preface this by saying, like, I think that we're qualified to speak about how we're called to love, and as men and as women, mm-hmm. and to speak about it with no awkwardness, <laughs> because we are Generation Two theology of the body, for sure. I definitely am, because okay, my de- this is a definition I made up by generation the way.
2: Generation <laughs> Two. JPT, <laughs> <laughs> Generation
0: it's, Deuce. Okay, so my definition is that um, if, if you're if you're Generation Two TOB theology of the body, then you your parents or your mentor is in life taught you about the theology of the body before you hit puberty. Yes, and for you, yeah, I think you could be a Generation Two. TOB priest okay. because you learned about theology of the body before, before you were before
1: I was ordained. ordained yeah definitely I definitely I did so. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so the, the first time <laughs> the first time I remember um, like really being taught about theology of the body was my first year in seminary um, as a freshman in college and it was all of us in old college gathered together for a um, for a conference and we had we had someone come in from the area who um Knew all about theology, algebra, so she came in to give this talk to us, um, and it's like twelve of us, eighteen to twenty-two year olds in this room. All uh, the guys, all the seminarians, in the all, yeah, in yeah. the
0: seminary. Are there other
1: students? No, there? it was just it was just us seminarians, just dudes, just dudes and nice um, and Father Kevin and Brother Ed Luther, <laughs> uh, who um, at the time seemed like he was ninety, but he's ninety now, so he wasn't that. <laughs>
0: been 90 he's
1: been 90 for a, a while. long time um i love that man um and and um and this woman who came uh, to talk to us and she was um she was young and, and very nice um i think we we thought she was very attractive uh-huh. so um there was perhaps
0: um i feel like the tension in this room oh the, tension, it. the tension was huge yeah but she's coming in to tell tell you about theology of the body for the first time man and woman he created them
1: Yeah. Yeah. So she, she was, um, she got right into it and was talking about some, I mean, really beautiful things, but such um, as, I'm just
0: thinking of like maybe people who are listening who are not familiar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, she was talking a lot about, um, Adam and Eve, uh, being naked in the garden and being naked without shame. And she said the word naked a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And you could tell, like, like, it was not going to take much more to set us off. And it did not. So, Because at one point, point she's talking about this, like, how in the garden, being naked without shame, foreshadows heaven being before God with, like, fully exposed, nothing to hide. Mm-hmm. And, like, how beautiful that is. And so she referred to this, like, looking on God face to face. Like, with your naked face. Now, my last name his face and she said your naked face we we're sitting in a circle and i think i did something like this like <laughs> <laughs> and we just lost it all of us and she was like she didn't see me do that and she didn't know my last name <laughs> so she's like um i mean yeah naked face it's uh, up. and then we just just completely derailed the whole lesson. You guys
0: lost it and she lost
1: you. She definitely lost it, yeah. Did she ever... Yeah, we had to explain it and I'd be like, well, my last name's face or it'd be funny (laughs) if I was naked. It was super embarrassing. Um, And it still is.
0: And (laughs) did you ever, like, apologize to her?
1: (laughs) I was probably too embarrassed to apologize. she's listening now. She could be. I am sorry (laughs) that I was... So immature. (laughs) It was a really great talk though. I mean, I remember it still.
0: Uh, That's good. So second, second generation, second generation. Yeah. It's kind of like the, um, it's kind of like the internet. Um, in the sense that like, you know how younger, like the younger generation, when they describe a conversation that they're having Mm. or that they had, like yeah. with their friend. They're like, yeah. So I was talking to my friend and then she said this. And then I was like, maybe we should go. I should like the, yeah. So case they're in the thumbs are moving. They're
1: like miming their conversation. Yeah. yeah. With thumbs. I
0: noticed when I, when I talk to teenagers, they're like this when they're talking, yeah. like their thumbs are moving back and forth as though they're like scrolling and typing things yeah. on a smartphone. And so, uh, I remember first realizing that there was like a bit of a difference between how I talk about social media and how like, people maybe like five to ten years younger than I was we're talking about social media Mm because it was just it was just fluid yeah it wasn't like and then I went onto social media (laughs) it was just like there's not a divide between talking like in real life or not it's just all all communication but then I think about so like so they're like second generation I would say or like they're I don't know if they're second generation but they're they're growing up
1: with it with it Yeah. yeah There wasn't a time for them that it Yeah, they have
0: not. no memories without, without it, right? And so they're not, like, shocked by, like, oh, look, look at this filter. Like, it might be fun and great and stuff, but they're not, like... Oh, my gosh. What can you can
1: put f- filters on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I'm just yeah. thinking about, like, my our parents' generation or, or grandparents where they're, like, e- do what? You know, they're just, like, a... St- astonished and um yeah. and so i'm thinking about like the really the blessing it is for me and for you for you as well um mm. to to be able to have so many um for me like formative experiences of life and of like growing up and becoming a woman and like for, for me like realizing that like the dignity of my body is like that that wasn't a I don't know, like a question. I mean, of course, it's like a challenge to integrate that.
1: Yeah, but that was always the expectation. Yeah, but it wasn't
0: like new information. Yeah. Like, like. Uh, whereas when I go to like a class or something now and I see baby boomers or like somebody even like older than that, when they're like learning about theology of the body for the first time, they're like, what? The, <laughs> like, this this was amazing. here the whole time? <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm glad. Like, they, I'm glad they're, um, understanding about that but i think it's awesome to just kind of like have it have it just as a part of our life and for you as a part of your priesthood mm-hmm. and i i think from now on we could just change our show into like a john paul ii fan club <laughs> i'm like looking over there fans I, of the deuce <laughs> theology of the body book is sitting there well yeah, but, yeah. do you want it we'll okay a second you're okay. ready We'll in a I'm second ready. but i want to talk about jp2 on this episode and many ensuing episodes and okay okay i'm remembering in particular this one night when we were we were working on our book it Mm -hmm. was kind of toward the beginning of book writing Mm -hmm. um yet we were talking about like a lot of really emotional things like memories yeah and so and i'm and it was way more than i was like planning on like i wasn't planning on writing a memoir with you i was thinking about like writing about our vocation separately and like we happen to be friends. But like here we are talking about like our friendship as the as the like mm-hmm. point as the main witness. And I was just like, this is super emotional. And I remember sitting, I was sitting on like our carpeted floor in this little walkway. David, remember how I like to sit in the walkway? And you're like, Why are you sitting here of all places? Mercedes does that now.
2: Yeah. I think I do. Well, I remember you falling asleep on the carpet. It's so comfortable. I'm trying to remember which walkway you were laying in front of at our old house. Yeah,
0: I was sitting outside of our children's bedroom. So I'd shut their bedroom door and then I'd sit there for a while because they'd inevitably get up for like a drink of water. And so I put the image of our lady cradling baby Jesus like right there on the other wall so I could just sit there and look at her and be like,
2: you understand. (laughs) Like if anyone's walking through here, they're coming through me. Yeah. And so
0: I was praying, I was sitting there outside of the our children's bedroom and I was sitting on the carpet looking up at Mary and and just praying from the depths of my heart and asking for the intercession of John Paul II and I was like, man, you started this JP2 with your theology of the body and, and I'm like, and here I am writing this book book and it's getting all emotional and my heart is super involved dude I'm a mom like I'm married am I supposed to be having these kind of like really passionate emotional conversations like outside of my marriage and family what does it mean and I need an answer and I need it to be like really clear because this is on you so pray for me amen and so
1: really, like calm prayer. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And um, that's it's like
0: another version of the serenity prayer. Yeah. And so then, so that was I looked back. That was on February fifteenth, twenty sixteen. And then the next day, you emailed me, and we were talking about some book details. Mm-hmm. And then I I found this in the in our email. You said. Also, did you hear about the letters between St. John Paul II and that lady? The secular... <laughs> what you, you read the rest of it. The secular... <laughs> do you see it? The secular...
2: All writing.
0: right.
1: The, uh, the secular media was all like, wait, what? But I have a feeling we might understand it.
0: And I was like, JP two and the lady? And so... You didn't give me a link. You didn't say anything more than that. Well, so I just went to Google Jersey and River. I just like typed in JP2 and the lady. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
0: all of these headlines show up. David, do we have the the BBC? Okay, it's up so people are looking at the website. And it's so it's like can you read the headline, David?
2: Yeah, it says Pope John Paul letters reveal in quotes intense friendship with woman and it shows, dun, dun, and it shows a picture of john paul ii and this woman in the woods um there's a tent set up a couple of chairs he, he's wearing shorts it looks like he i don't know just got done with the dip in the lake or something <laughs> he's kind of looking down she's wearing a dress
0: Yeah, i'm like what is this? And so I'm scrolling through. I don't know if you can like scroll through and kind of tell me about this. I
2: can show, show the other pictures. Oh, okay, um, yeah. I show a picture of um of, of the woman.
0: Yeah, she is beautiful.
2: Anna, Anna Teresa. Um, here she is. Anna Teresa.
0: And so yeah, so it is Anna Teresa Timinetska uh. is her name. And I'm and I'm reading about their friendship. Uh, apparently they hit it off when they met and they had like all this in common. She sought him out because she was fascinated by his work. She's a philosopher as well. Then they decided to write a book together. And then they traveled to see each other so that they could write this book over the course of five years. And then he like comes, when he came to the United States, he stayed at her house with her family. And like apparently they went on a camping trip with some other people. <laughs> and, here, okay, and then there's this, it, there's this quote there's this quote here maybe you can read this
1: here is one of the handful of transcendentally great figures in public life in the 20th century the head of the catholic church in an intense relationship with an attractive woman
0: <laughs>
1: so this is the day this who is this this Amon Duffy from...
0: Uh, Professor of the History of Christianity at Cambridge University. And he's quoted in the BBC uh, article about this. And I'm just reading on it. And my like, jaw is just like open the whole time. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Um, and so... Is that out of the shot now? And so... I like... Uh, uh, there's there's okay this is just ridiculous okay okay so there's there's the fact that this is i'm praying about whether I should write this book with you and that is getting like very emotional and intimate and i'm just like
1: <sighs> you had to pray to the deuce
0: <laughs> but okay is this ridiculous can we just laugh at him for a second <laughs> because like okay all right this is like a little bit over the top right he's like i'm searching for a way to say uh, i'm searching for a way to, to communicate the words you belong to me i belong to you can you find that part in the huge search for the i belong in the in the do you have the ar- article up david uh, no, I don't I just, want to misquote the Deuce. images, though, or maybe I should, because I owe it to. Him. I can look it up. I owe him.
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> no,
0: it's it's fine. You can just look at the images if you want to. Let me know when they're ready. So, what yeah. other images so do we have up there?
2: You want to talk about the scapular?
0: Oh yeah. So he yeah. So he wants to. Say, he basically he's talking about the person as a gift, mm-hmm. like that God created us to be a gift and Absolutely. to give ourselves away. And and so he's trying to express this to Ana Teresa. And so he wants to find a way to show her this. Mm-hmm. And so he decides to give her his scapula, which you wear right next to your chest, mm-hmm. underneath your clothing. And he asked her to wear it always so that he could feel her near to him, whether they're close or far away. I'm like, dude.
2: It, it says in the caption of the scapular image the scapular given
0: to miss yeah yeah he gave it to her oh I see yeah so that was his gift and they were like writing these huge long letters to each other she saved the letters and then like sold them to a museum later that was Mm -hmm. smart yeah and so um I was just okay here's my question then Mm -hmm. could you grab that theology of the body we can (sighs) Look look at this book Look at this book, okay?
1: It's substantial.
0: Yeah, these are all these audiences that John Paul II um, presented and then put together into this man and woman he created them. But he wrote this and presented this after he met Anna Teresa. So he was already yes. talking about philosophy and love and attraction and goodwill between men and women. But what are the chances that we have the theology of the body without...
1: a bit of the the spark to to really dive into the theological implications (laughs) of attraction is that what you're saying he's
0: like like, look he said because he ahead of time um he said here's this quote about raw material
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: he says that sensuality and emotionalism furnish the raw material for love Mm -hmm. in other words they create states of feeling within persons and situations he's He's going on. He's being really poetic. Let me sum it up for a second. Um, Basically, that what we feel and experience, our emotions and our attractions can lead us into love. We can use that in order to love others. But I feel like he's like, let me think about that (laughs) a little more. Could we talk about this like every week?
1: Every Wednesday.
0: Maybe for a year or five. Five. (laughs) I'm grateful. I'm no. glad we can laugh about this. Should we keep this here
2: just for? Yeah, that's good. Good to laugh at. I can show <sighs> the other picture of them when they're older at the Vatican. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: That's so sweet. That's a cute, huh?
0: He's like holding her face. They're so cute. She's smiling. <laughs> anyway, so I'm gonna stop asking for his intercession. <laughs> <sighs> David, let's change the subject. All right. I emailed you. A little, a little transcript. Do you have it?
2: Oh, yes. Okay, so I. This was unexpected. Gonna,
0: I know. <laughs> That's the best kind. It's okay, so I emailed David right before we. You know when we, you were waiting for me to film. Hey, I don't, I don't remember I that I heard at all. David imitating me on the on the microphone when you guys were doing the sound I can't
1: check. Do a good no, job. he he definitely wasn't.
0: Yeah, no. He was like talking about like flipping his hair.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's
2: the only way I can that's think the... to imitate Amanda is by trying to like Te- tease your hair. tease your hair, yeah, yeah, I can, I can, hair. Do, I can do, do that. I can do pretty good impressions yeah. of people who I'm around for a good amount of time, but for some reason I can't do like that great of an impression but of Amanda. Someone you best.
0: impersonate regularly now. Is sitting beside me.
2: Yeah, I'm brushing up on my father, Matt. It's that like, his voice is a lot lower, but I
0: think you have like the cadence down.
2: Yes, especially because I listened to the <laughs> audio book. The audio book. So
0: weird. Okay, but I I like it. So, um, I'm wondering, okay, I just want to read the transcript of a little conversation that Father Matt had with Jamal, our 10-year-old son, because it's, okay, context, mm-hmm. you and I were planning out this episode, praying through it, mm-hmm. and uh, taking some notes on what we might share with people, and then Jamal came in to say goodnight to me, mm-hmm. and then we were on the a Google Doc, yeah, and I was, I was... trying to,
1: I was at the parish and you were you were at your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, were yeah.
0: you were across the country. And so we were writing back and forth on a Google Doc and I wanted to show Jamal how it's like awesome that this can real change time. in real time. Yeah. He's yeah. like, "Let me write something to him, right?" So Jamal starts like kind of talking to you right and then you're going back just and responding. forth just on yeah. the text. Yeah. And so, okay, f- okay, David, oh, you I be see. Father Matt.
2: So you were you guys were sort of talking through a Google Doc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay. Yeah.
0: So, okay, I'll read Jamal's sections, okay? And you, okay. you be Father Let Matt. Let's see if I can
2: do a split screen here. Ooh, getting fancy. Okay, here we go. Okay. So I'm Father Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's almost time for bed. Uh, what do you think?
0: <laughs> I have to go to my room now, but I can stay in my room reading till nine.
2: Nice. What are you reading?
0: Candy shop war. Or...
2: I love candy. <laughs> All right, to eat, though, not to read. <laughs>
0: And then I say, "You gotta get going now, Jamal." And then Jamal's like, "Good night, good night." Yeah, that was good.
1: that was. Thank you. That was really good. Thank and you. I'm more embarrassed about that than I suspected I would be.
0: Speaking so of embarrassing things, now we're we're in really deep. Now let's play the next clip. Can we <sighs> play when Harry met Sally? Uh, yes. Okay. Stand, <sighs> stand
2: by.
0: This is a great art.
2: What I'm saying is and this is not a come on in any way, shape or form is that men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. That's not true.
1: I have a number of men friends and there is no sex involved. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You only think you do. <laughs> 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 That's not true. I love his facial expression. <sighs> yeah.
0: Okay. Um, Let's tie this episode together now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like but, we didn't
0: do for the previous. Yeah, episode. best not to let this. We have like dangle. You know, we have a lot of raw material. Yeah. To work with. Okay. I. Do you know where we're going?
1: Um. I can only guess.
0: Good thing we prayed. Yeah. Okay. What I really want to say is, <clears throat> you know, we could really sum up this this whole episode by saying, how are we called to love? And then saying the words of Christ, love one another.
1: As I have loved you.
0: And that would be the end. Um, and yet, when we go to the Lord and ask him specifically, he He shows us specifically yeah. um, what that means in our own lives. And so, yes, there are many challenges because uh, there's the cross, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, for each of us we have a cross in our lives, and to to follow in the footsteps of Christ, to live in his love, there's going to be challenges to that. It's going to
1: hurt. It, it's definitely going to hurt, yeah. And it's, it's going to be um, confusing and complicated, and there's going to be—I mean, again, looking at Christ's life, at his example, there's going to be betrayal, misunderstanding— Um, but beauty healing um, Mm -hmm. redemption right Um, right yeah i mean how are we called to love like christ selflessly
0: and 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 so i i think that it is very valid for others who look at us
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh who like david and me and our marriage look at you and your priesthood us and our friendship those who who look at the lives of those who are listening who are trying to live God's love for others to observe that and say that's not possible yeah right like that BBC article about John Paul II and Anna Teresa like it was it was it was pretty um what do I say moderate in their opinion right about this they said there's no evidence that he broke his vow of celibacy but I feel like there's just this underlying like
1: there's like there's no evidence, but come on. There's
0: yeah there's no evidence. Yeah. Anyway, uh, look at this photo, <laughs> you know, and so and, and and so many of the other articles that were coming out in commentary mm-hmm. were almost people being like scandalized, asking like, is this a scandal that they mm-hmm. were so close in their friendship? I think there there is a there's some validity to asking that question and thinking like that can't be possible. How can it be possible for the two of them to have such an intimate friendship in their separate vocations to be writing together and Writing, po- you know, sharing poetry together, sharing their yeah. hearts,
1: sharing deeply their feelings for one another, right? right. This, this desire to be close, yeah, yeah.
0: Like that's that's imp- impossible. Like that, you know, that clip. I think that there's so much truth in it. Like in when Harry met Sally, when he says like, it no. doesn't work. It doesn't work for men and women to yeah. be friends.
1: No, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, because because there is so much of that human experience of like, no, this is really hard and like so hard as to be impossible mm-hmm. to do well to right. do honestly to do um beautifully.
0: And so I'd like to to land on the verse from Matthew chapter 19 mm-hmm. verse 26 and just as I'm thinking about like the reason why <laughs> the reason why I asked David to role play with me with being Father Matt and Jamal um is not only because I think it's really funny but also because I think that that just everything about that to me shows like a a snapshot of our lives of our friendship. The fact Mm. that my husband can like imitate your voice (laughs) so distinctly and that and that you're having a conversation with my 10 year old son and that's normal and healthy and good in the context Mm -hmm. of our family and that you and I are in the midst of that, like sharing our hearts just so openly with each other and that it's like so life giving. It's just like... Man, I I don't. Not only does that seem improbable, (laughs) and I can understand how others would think that it is, but even for me personally, I'm like, how how is that possible? Right? But it's because of this.
1: Why? It's because of this. Okay. For human beings, this is impossible. But for God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's supernatural. Right. I mean, but how are we called to love supernaturally if, if we're only striving to live on a human level? It's it's going to break. Mm-hmm. Right. It's going to be selfish. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, when Harry met Sally, you can you can tell, like, from a merely human perspective. Yeah, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um And here we are as humans, right? So that's a part of who we are. Um, But Christ is offering us even more, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, this is the situation. Yes, we're products of the garden. But still his grace is with us, right? Still he's there with us, Mm -hmm. calling us to something better, showing us, leading us, guiding us.
0: So what would you say to those who are listening, Father Matt, who Mm -hmm. like are in a similar friendship as ours in the sense that like one person has a vow of celibacy or is discerning a vow of celibacy Mm -hmm. and the other is accompanying that person in friendship. And maybe there are people who felt like I was feeling when I was like kneeling on the, on the carpet, you know, asking John Paul II to pray for me, like, what is this? You know, can you speak a word of encouragement to those who are just wondering about you know the sort of deep friendship in in it mm-hmm. in a path that is so unusual.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the the first part is it is difficult and it's supposed to be difficult. So don't let that trip you up. Right? Um it's going to be it's going to be hard and confusing and and um but that's okay. Right? There's there's something beyond that through that. Um and the other piece is you must you must be loving the person with the love of Christ, right? That, um, if, if what you're trying to get out of this relationship is just like that human level, um, and there's this other piece of like discerning celibacy for you or for the other, whatever, like that's, that isn't going to work, right? It, 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 it has to be both people, um, seeking God's love first and to love the other, um, with God's love, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's still gonna be hard,
0: <laughs> right? But it's 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 only through it's only through God's love yeah. that you can love the other person. Absolutely, I mean that goes for every every relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and talking about this, the, like uh, friendships that are you know akin to ours in the sense of your vows in my marriage. Um, even though that's like very rare, maybe it's a bigger percentage of our listeners <laughs> than, than like the typical percentage <laughs> in the world. Um, but I just as we as we conclude here, I am grateful for every everyone who's listening, and also is grateful that that God has allowed us to learn a lot of this like allowed us to learn at at a young age Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. when we were first meeting each other when we were kids and that
1: yeah i mean that that is a huge impact obviously on our relationship but the way the way that our friendship developed was from the beginning when we met one another it was already with with this sense of loving the other through christ Mm -hmm. right um and and we're, we're really blessed in that way that that's that's not something we had to like learn yeah, like, halfway oh, through our friendship.
0: Oh, good idea. Like, oh Yeah,
1: I should respect you, right? Right. <laughs> or that like the, this...
0: Maybe God is in this, but yeah. like... But like, like this, this raw material,
1: like need... this is also good and beautiful, a gift from God, right? Yeah. Human, but blessed in us. Um, mm-hmm. And that we had that going the whole way um, for sure has been integral, right? Mm-hmm. To be where we are now.
0: hmm Yeah, so we're giving it back right giving it back to god and praying that he blesses it and multiplies that for those who are listening as well
1: i'm pretty sure he will amen amen
0: we'd like to thank the congregation of holy cross for giving father matt permission to join us here in this ministry to do podcasts and writing and offering talks and retreats you know once talks and retreats happen again in person
1: Thank you also to Amanda Vernon patrons. Amanda Vernon patrons support Amanda and her ministry as she uh, does this beautiful work. And uh, all of that support helps uh, feed Amanda's kids, which is super important. Yeah,
0: thanks for that, for real. And it's just been amazing, especially during quarantine, to still be able to record a new song every Sunday and send those out to patrons to continue on with artwork full-time as a family, as a profession, and as our ministry. To become a patron, visit AmandaVernon.com slash patron.
1: May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.
2: Thanks be to God.